why would you think I'm up to no good just because I have a smile on my face? (laughs) Because I know you. Yeah. Hello. Hello again. (laughs) And good morning. It has been two weeks. Well, since you've seen my pretty face, it's been two weeks and I've seen your pretty face, but we've talked periodically on the phone, but it seems like forever. Did you ever watch the movie? The Sandlot, when they go forever. Forever. I, that's exactly what comes into my head every time I say the word forever. I know, me too. I'm that's why I said you. that. So since we've talked the last time. Since we've talked the last time, I have bifocals. There. See? O-M-G. Let's just, <laughs> let's just talk real here. I have bifocals now. Thank you very much. Listen, it took me a long time to come to terms with having to have bifocals. Seriously, I know what you're feeling right now. No, you don't, because I can't even find them. Because I just took off my bifocal (laughs) sunglasses to look for my real glasses, and I couldn't find them. Mine are transitions, so mine go everywhere all the time. Look at how studious you look with those glasses on. Thank you. You look like a teacher. Oh, yeah, you're homeschooling, so I guess so. Oh, wait, you have your education degree, too, so I guess you are a teacher. (laughs) Yes, we all teach others. I, I really did have a hard time. I went from wearing contacts to wearing one contact for distant and one for up close. So I, I didn't wear one up close. I just wore one contact so that I'd have distance and close. Is that normal? That seems it's, weird. No, it's, it's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> perfectly acceptable. <laughs> perfectly acceptable. But then I moved into actual bifocals. It was a tough transition for me. I gave up on the contacts altogether. But honestly, the only times I have to wear my bifocals is when I'm driving because I need the distance because it gets all fuzzy in the mornings, you know. (laughs) I don't understand that I have bifocal glasses and bifocal contacts. I don't wear them the same time, of course. You have bifocal contacts? It's a new thing. (gasps) I can't wear them every day. It's weird. Really? Yeah. So my kids think bifocals are, they're like, oh, so like when you watch that movie, when it looks like it's right in front of you, they think that I have 3D glasses and (laughs) contacts. I'm like, no, no, that's not what it is. Well, and then I went into that next phase, which was. Do tell. I can see my stuff in front of me okay but to read now I have to wear readers so I don't wear the bifocals unless I'm driving or seeing long distance but I have to wear readers for up close it's really so readers and bifocals are totally different I mean I have the bifocal section I feel like I'm sitting at the feet of wisdom here stop (laughs) no I have I have the bifocal for being able to read I just don't like the way it feels I don't like to be moving from there to there and I don't need Honestly, if I was looking at my page, I wouldn't be able to read it with my glasses on because I'd have to tip my head. What is it about us tipping our head, even when we don't have glasses on, to read something? But I'm learning. That's what they told me to do. They're like, you're going to have to adjust the way you look at things now by moving your sure. head. And I'm and but, but I'm, I'm I'm talking about when you don't have your glasses on, we still tip our nose way in the air just to read something. <laughs> I'm still I'm still adjusting and I can almost guarantee you anybody that's listening to this that has been there, is there, is going to be there, can relate to everything that we're saying. Everything. It was just a really hard transition to realize that I was growing old. I thought we were talking earlier with someone about, oh, what's it called? Leveling up. Leveling up. We're not growing old. We're leveling leveling up. up. Yes, that was Jeremy's thing. Here's my thing is late. It's growth, right? We are growing and we're growing older. Some of us are growing faster than others. Yes. My thing is, I, I've just had all kinds of growth, period. Personal growth and 
I don't, I'm not going to say physical growth because I'm actually losing weight (laughs) as opposed to gaining weight, but growth nonetheless. And I think growth, no matter how it is, whether it's admitting that we need bifocals and actually doing it, or (laughs) we just have to go through these hard spiritual things to get to that next level. You know what I, one of the things that I had to realize about personal growth I was having a really hard time with correction and how God was trying to correct me and steer me into the right path. And I kept thinking I was doing something wrong because that's my first reaction. Right. But honestly, it's not because then he said, it's not correction, it's growth. And that made it look differently to me. But at first it's like, yeah, I don't like all that correction. (laughs) I feel like I'm in a state of correction right now. Yeah, you're a little ornery. What you were saying earlier that you're feeling like you're just want to do things your own way. I I totally get it. Yesterday, what's wrong with that? Yesterday, I I ate what I wanted to eat, sort of, kind of, but I didn't really pay attention to what I was eating and I'm suffering for it today. So there you go. No, that's, there's wisdom in hearing you say it's about personal growth, not about correction. Correction. Yeah, because I was taking it as a very much a negative, but really it's lovingly, gently taking us into a new growth area. It's a lot easier for me to have those conversations with my children that I actually had to have this morning with my boys when I told them to be at the table for school at 8.30 and they rolled out of bed at 10 o'clock. <gasps> I know, right? Well, where were you at 8.31? <laughs> I, well, I made the decision that there are consequences for their actions oh. and that I'm not going to go and rip them out of bed. There's consequences. That's good. So what was the consequence? Well, the first consequence was those ticket jars that we have with all the tickets they earn for everything they do. They had to bring those to me and empty them out. And they lost their entire jar of tickets. Did they know that ahead of time? I had mentioned it earlier in the week, if they're not at the table on time for school, that they will lose tickets. But if they're on time, they'll gain tickets. Again, being rewarded. Yeah. So how do they take it? Well, the one son who only had three tickets was kind of, you know, got off (laughs) scot-free. The other son that had, you know, I can't even tell you how many counted, wasn't happy. But he was the one that was quickly apologetic. And that was really nice to see. Yeah. But we talked a lot about grace. And at some point, it's putting the smack down. I mean, there's got to be grace, but... God's grace never ends, but I'm telling you with mom, sometimes we're done. (laughs) I know. Yeah. You just kind of come to the end of it. It's tough love. It's that correction. But listen, I understand what you're saying completely. And we do sometimes have to come down on our kids. Mm, I'm not exactly going through that. I I know that when I do something straight up wrong, he's going to come down on me. I understand that. Right. But I am in that place where... I'm just going to that next level. I'm leveling up. Right, right. (laughs) Right. But I feel like he's gently guiding me. He wants me to get there and he is putting the pressure on, but it's not, it's not a, like I said before, it's not a corrective thing. It's a, I want you to go to that next place. And these are the things. loving nudge kind of thing. And that's the things I have to learn before I can go on to the next level. So it's been a very interesting week. And it all happened because I went on this retreat last week. You went on a retreat the week before and I went on last week and it made all the difference in the world. So what was something that you took away from your retreat that was just that you needed it or you needed to hear it? What was it? Oh my gosh. Um, I actually brought my notes you didn't say, oh, my stars. People I know. are going to be disappointed. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, my stars. I brought my notes. 
They got to give them what they, what they want to hear, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. There you go. What is the one? Th- There's so many. I mean, there were really so many little little takeaways, I think, that I had. One of the biggest things for me was talking about, oh, this is where all my stars come in. Angie, I just opened up my notebook and the very bold letters with lots of colors around them talks about course correction, Mm, right? Course correction. That's exactly right. But why? Why do we have course correction? Why do we have course correction? I'm still trying to figure that out. It's a lot easier for me to course correct somebody else than to be allowed to be course corrected. <laughs> Hence right. that where I am being a little stink pot right now. Yeah. I want what I want when I want it, but I know that that's what God's saying is not best for me. Right. And he knows best. I know he does. And we're how old and we still have this problem. <laughs> yes, we're how old, but on the same hand, we're still human. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful, if I were to be completely honest, I'm thankful that he loves me so much that he still wants to see me grow and still wants to see me change because that means that he's got some big stuff for me. Mm, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly right. I mean, we've got to we've got to give in to the course correction. And you know what? He does do it gently and lovingly. So that's really cool. What else did you get from your retreat? So it was kind of a video series and it was alone time with the Lord. And God met me where I was. And there was a section in Genesis that the video um, was about talking about living between the two gardens. And in the Garden of Eden, where everything was perfect And then there was sin and removed from the garden. And now the second garden, which is on the other side of this earth. So heaven back to perfection. God said to Adam and Eve, where are you? Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, I used to think, well, he's God. Of course he knows where they are. Right. But the takeaway for that was God knew where they were. Mm -hmm. It was a, it was almost like a rhetorical question. Where are you? Like you get to choose where you are, but is that where you're supposed to be? And so again, that course correction that, where are you? So I had to spend a lot of time focusing on where I am spiritually, mentally, emotionally, even physically. And is that where I'm supposed to be? Or am I supposed to be going elsewhere? Hmm. Again, encompassing the entire course correction. So with each day since then, I've been butting heads with my kids, with myself, with everything about trying to get back and navigating to where I'm supposed to be. Do you believe that the enemy does try to take you off course when you're ready for a growth spurt? They say, don't ever ask a question that you don't already know the answer to. (laughs) But yes, I do. I do. And I grew up my whole life, you know, hearing about, you know, the enemy's going to attack you. You've had an amazing weekend. The enemy's going to attack you. And Mm -hmm. so it was always focusing on what would that be the defensive instead of offensive move? I'm not very sports type. (laughs) You would be on the offensive. See, I knew it. I should always go the opposite direction of the way I want to go. But if but if you want to <laughs> but if you want to take it into your own hands, then no, that is offensive. Defensive is okay. We are really both bad at sports. <laughs> All I know is I want to be in the game and I want to play. Offensive is when you take control. That's the when you have the ball, you are on the offense. Okay. When you are fighting off whatever's coming at you, it's the defense. Okay, so there you go. Golly. <laughs> this oh, is hilarious. It's like two Two people that teach math can't add in the moment. It's just terrible. Anyway, I completely agree with you. I have a similar thing that God was, like I said, gently course correcting me. Right. And I, I am so grateful for like just the way he's doing it, but it feels terrible. 
right? It feels terrible. I don't like to look at myself and my yuck. But before the whole thing started, here's what really is cool. Before the whole thing started, I got into my Bible and opened right up to this different place that I go to all the time. It's just, it was just different. It was Isaiah 18 verse five. And the first thing it says is before the harvest that he has to prune back the dead branches. And it was like, Yes. I was so shocked by what it was saying. And I knew it was for me. Actually, let me just read it to you because it's it, it needs to be read. Isaiah 18, 5. It says, for before the harvest, when the bud is perfect and the sour grape is ripening in the flower, he will both cut off the sprigs with pruning hooks and take away and cut down the branches. And he gave that to me. And I knew instantly, I didn't know what it was about, but I knew instantly that was for me. Right. And then all this other stuff started happening. And I realized, oh my gosh, I have to course correct. And then I have a friend who'd been, who actually sent me a letter in the beginning of August that said everything that was being spoken to me at the time. And then I went even further back. And in June, God had given me a word that I wrote down in my phone. And that was all, it was just all in line. Confirmation, confirmation, confirmation. And so I had to really figure out what am I doing? Like some of it, I didn't even see or understand. And that's really frustrating to me because I like to see it. But what I'm understanding even more so, because of course we're reading in John 15 and it talks about being part of the vine. Right. Well, I kept saying, God, I want to be everything for you. And he says, you don't have to. I'm enough for both of us. So I'm like sitting here trying to do, do, do to earn my place with God to be better for him. And he's going, you just have to abide with me. And that's enough. What an eye opener that was. I bet there was a huge weight lifted off your shoulders. Well, I didn't realize that I was... that peace. I didn't realize I was trying to do. Right. I was just trying to be better. Right. Well, that's the problem. We don't have to be better. We're enough if we just abide with him. So it was really eye-opening for me, but I I loved it. So the retreat was fantastic. I got to watch what God was doing in other people's lives, which brings me so much joy because they're people that I really care about. And these were people from my church. So it was a church staff and just all around lots of blessings. And guess what I did, Nicole? I went clothes shopping. I got so much clothes. I found a dress, which I sent you a picture of. I, wow. I know. This dress was there. We went to this little boutique, such a cool little place. The lady that owns it, she has traveled the world as a stewardess or a, a flight attendant and would shop everywhere. So she had all these things from all over the world. It was very cool. Well, I saw this material. I saw this dress hanging there and this beautiful material. It was weighty and just stretchy. And oh, I loved it. It was like, it was like a super good sweatshirt, I guess. Right. And so I was like, wow, these are beautiful. Look at the price tag, $200. There's no way I'm buying a $200 dress. No way. Well, I know you didn't pay 200 because you said you got it on huge Uh, sale. Yeah. So the lady who was helping me, which she was very sweet, she goes, oh, but over here, that same designer has these dresses on clearance because our owner just turned 67. So they're 67% off. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay, I'm trying it on. Oh, yay. (laughs) Well, when I tried it on, I put it on over my jeans. 
Did you? <laughs> I did. I just tried it on over everything I was wearing in the store. And one of my friends goes, that looks really good on you. And the lady goes, well, even with the jeans underneath. And I said, she goes, there's a bathroom right there. Just go take the jeans off. So I go in there, I throw the jeans around my ankles and I come back out <laughs> and was like, oh my gosh, I even think I look okay. I never think that, Nicole. I hate shopping. I'm glad you sent me the picture because you look spectacular. And it wasn't even with, you know, good underwear and <laughs> spanks and all that other stuff. But I bought the dress and then I bought jewelry to go with it because I had to. So now I'm just looking for a fancy place to wear it. And shoes. <laughs> I didn't buy the shoes yet. I do have a pair of shoes that I bought that are not too fancy. They're more like boots, but... Eventually, I'll get to the So it's shoes. a black and white dress. Black and white dress. It's black with white on the sides. Which makes me look fabulous. Slender. Yes. And I'm gonna the wear jewelry it. is kind of like a silver. So what color shoes are you thinking? Definitely not boots, my friend. No. Oh, no, okay. I didn't plan to. I'm, I'll get the shoes eventually. Probably okay. something sweet and cute. But I... Do you... Don't you wear black shoes with a black dress? Oh, sometimes you could wear red. Or you could do like a leopard print. Oh, yeah. Really? I don't um, know how to dress myself, Nicole. Yeah. This is a real problem. Obviously, you don't because you're like, I'm going to try this over jeans. But I could see why that <laughs> I could see why how cute that still would be. I I mean, it was just like a bunch of jeans underneath a slinky dress. And so it didn't work. It really didn't work. But I think that I could dress it down. I think I could dress it down with something. And it would wear be, it to work. It could be a, a day dress. Yeah, I mean, it really could. Night. It, it absolutely could be both of that. Yes. Absolutely. I could put a scarf on with it or a jacket and it would look dressed down a little bit. Then I could probably wear my boots or I could wear leggings underneath. I could probably do that. It's just so comfy. You could wear it for a week and nobody would know it because you could change it up. Ooh, let's try that. That would be fun. I don't a think day I in the life of Angie. No, but I did go shopping for clothes, which I needed to wear because nothing was fitting me. And I've always hated that experience, but it felt pretty good. And I even bought a shirt that was the next size down. Did you on, on sale? Everything was on okay, sale. Okay, you got to make sure it's on sale. I, nothing I bought was expensive at all. I just spent a lot of money buying a lot. Yeah. But I needed some clothes because, you know, I'm, I'm out of clothes. <laughs> and you needed the time to do that. And so when you yeah. talk about a retreat, it's amazing how God can encompass the spiritual, the physical, the mental, the emotional. He meets us where we are. Yeah. We just have to be willing to be there. Yeah. Hence so, the where are you? I didn't need to spend all the money, but I did need clothes. So I thought I did pretty good for the amount of clothes that I got. Awesome. And yeah. Anyway, the retreat was fantastic. And I came back thinking, I need more days. Yes. <laughs> I need more days off. Oh, my goodness. But that that was it. That was it came back to um, a growth spurt. And that's where I'm at right now is in the midst of it. I'm not in a mud puddle. I'm not sitting in a mud puddle. I have a good outlook. I know that God's walking me through it. But it's just, you know. Stuff. Well, the whole pruning process, as you alluded to, there are seasons of that. And I think the more that we go through those times, the better we are for it. Yeah. So what's on the other side? That's my thing is, oh, here's the other thing I was doing wrong. Let's just get through this. Let's just get through this. Let me just learn the lesson and get through it. And there was me controlling the whole situation again. Ooh, what an eye opener that was. Kind of that brush it under the, no, that's not the brush it under the rug kind of. It, it's just, why not just let God do what he's going to do and not try to, well, I found that I was compartmentalizing. I was trying to figure out where to put God so that he was understandable for me and how to figure him out so that I could move on. I don't think that's the kind of relationship he wants. I feel like that's almost just doing, doing the things that I do in a religious way instead of really just leaning back against him and saying, here I am. 
I'm going to just get all the nutrients from the vine. I am the branch. You are the vine and I will just receive. Uh, That's where I'm at right now. Very hard to do when you're like me. I'm an Enneagram eight and that's a person who is a doer and it's hard for me to not do. It is. Well, I'm laughing because Brian's reading that book now and he's like, oh, you need to read it. And I'm like, have you pegged me yet? And he said, I'm not going there. Now, it's hard to do somebody else. But have you not tried to to figure out what you are yourself? I can barely get my kids out of bed to do school. You think I have time to read? (laughs) No, I have not. I haven't. I've got tons of books that I'm trying to get through and I get overwhelmed. So I'm trying to take it one at a time and go from there. But no, that is not one that I have partaken of yet. Yeah. I mean, it's not supposed to be. I know some people are against the whole Enneagram thing, but it's just a way to help you understand yourself and other people. Right. It's like when we used to do disc training, you know, there's the the four different character traits. And this is a little bit more expansive. So I like it simply because... I do understand myself and why I do what I do. And that helps me to understand other people and why they do what they do, because I'm all about motivations. You can say or do anything to me, but I'm going to watch your motivations before anything else. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. I'm, I'm very keen on the motivations. You can say words, but if your motives are wrong, they're going to be, you're, you're all wrong, right? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to follow. There are some people who say all the right words. Is this sizing people up? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying that our, I am very sensitive to people's motives. So if you were to say to me, you need to get a different shirt on. I'm going to ask you why your motives are. Now, I know your motives. You care about me and you care about the way I look and it probably wasn't flattering. So I understand and I'd probably change my shirt, right? Okay. I've never tried that one, but I'll keep that in mind. I'm just giving you an example. Okay. But if I was the kind of person who was jealous, if you were kind of jealous about me, And you'd be like, you need to change that shirt. You could say it the exact same way. But I would realize that you just didn't like me wearing the shirt for some reason. Do you see what I'm saying? There's a difference between motives. Okay. Words don't do it. It's looking for the fruit. Come on now. Let's go back to John 15. Right. right. (laughs) The vine. You're the branch. You're attached to the vine. You have to remain and abide with him. And then you bear fruit. And I'm always watching people's motives and their fruit. There you go. I don't know why I said all that. No, I'm glad you did. I'm processing all of that. You're processing it. So what was the theme of your retreat that you had video and book? Because I see you're reading the book that I had recommended to you, which is Secrets of the Secret Place. Was that part of the retreat? No, this is what I still have on my nightstand. And so the week before... Oh, yeah, nightstand because you don't put it in your bathroom. Right. We don't do bathroom books in the Correct. I'm glad you remember that. Thank you. Yes. Yes. But it was chapter 17. So it was about a week before my women's retreat, which we called a prayer advancement. Oh. Kind of tweaking it, changing it a little bit. It was the secrets of retreats. And so as I was reading this, I'm like, oh, I'm going on a retreat. This is what I need to do. But it's totally different. Oh, my gosh. I was so (laughs) intimidated because he talked about having a place of solitude and no entertainment and fasting and, um, you know, the gospels and getting into reading all of God's word that he said and and read. And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is so overwhelming. The whole aspect of going away on my own sounded amazing because he talked about doing it for at least a minimum of three to seven days kind of right in there. I'm like, oh, I can do that. It's really, it can be done in little chunks each day as well. It's just a matter of unplugging from the world and spending time with him again back to john 15 abiding in the vine just spending time with him right and and jesus went away 
He retreated. And so to have a heart and a motive and being intentional with doing that. So to have little getaways each day. So we talk about that as private devotion, whatever that looks like. And that helps get you through to the big ones. Yes. Do you know, ever since COVID, I have really loved quiet. Mm. And I've kind of gotten to that place where I don't want people around me all the time. And I'm an extrovert. Right. And I still am. But man, I have learned to love quiet. It's it's something we're teaching the kids because we like to have music on at home all the time, whether it's the radio or Pandora or anything that we have on. And we've learned to turn it off and yeah. have quiet. And we do reading before bed. I mean, I used to I used to be the person who had to have something on either right. the radio or the TV. I had to have noise. It keep Well, it keeps our mind going so we don't have to actually think about what was yes. actually going through. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I relate to that one. Exactly. So this particular book, Secrets of the Secret Place, kind of took that retreating, if you will, to another level. Mm-hmm. But I think you have to start somewhere. And it's about just being intentional with taking time alone yeah. with the Lord. Because it can take a good, for some people, couple of days to detox from entertainment, social media, whatever that looks like. And for me, that's not that much of an issue. Yeah. Well, because your life is different. But like I get up every morning and and do an eight hour a day job that's outside the home. But I, I have to say, I used to take a group of ladies down to the Abbey down in Kentucky, where it's a silent retreat. I'm hearing sound of music, mm, music going in my head. It's actually, but anyway, there's monks. It used to be an Abbey, but they still call it an Abbey, but they're monks. Anyway, it's beside the point. <sighs> Nicole. I know, but off. it's so funny. Go ahead. It is. The hills are oh, alive. Yes. There, there are hills. Yes. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> it's a silent retreat. And I said to them before we went in, I said, listen, do not beat yourself up the first day. You are going to probably sleep. Because you probably need it. Just let yourself sleep. Right. And then take time for the Lord. I mean, it was, and they did. They came to dinner where we, we had a dinner where we got together and talked and did Bible study. Wait, I thought you said it was a silent retreat. It is, but you can sit in the talking dining room. Oh my gosh, you're allowed. Okay. Yes. Because I'm already stressing, thinking about it. Somebody says, I can't talk. What do I want to do? I want to talk. Right. But they got used to the quiet and there's nothing like going on a silent retreat. So in the mornings I do quiet time with God. I need that. And then on Friday night, Saturday, that's my Sabbath time. Mm -hmm. And I have to have quiet. I have to be able to put him first in all things. So I don't even do my own stuff. I do stuff around the house, but it's all because that's what he wants. Right. You know, so I try to put him first. And then I go away for retreats every once in a while. This one happened to be a staff retreat. So it was, it was fun. We as a staff had a lot of things that we, we worked out. So it was great. Awesome. I want to highly recommend it to anybody. A staff retreat? Just a retreat in general? A retreat in general. And I, I can tell you the places to go. Absolutely. And I don't think it's a one size fits all. It right. can't be the same. If you go with expectations of what your friend did or your mom did or your sister did, you're looking to the wrong source. Right. God's going to meet you where you are. You just have to be willing to go. You know, every year we don't, we are, we don't have the office open between Christmas and New Year's. I don't know if you knew this. And I usually go away somewhere. And I usually just find a place that's out in the middle of nowhere where it's quiet. So there's, there's places around. You can do that. You can get an Airbnb. You can get a cabin. You can, there's just places you can go. Right. Friend's house when they're out of town. There's places. And as a mom, it's really hard for us to get away, but we need to make that a priority. Well, there's different seasons of life, and I have found 
coming and going in different seasons. So this is my third year attending this particular retreat getaway. And each year I, I walk away gaining so much more and being refreshed so and renewed. What's the percentage of having to do group things in a video and sitting alone? What's the percentage? Is it balanced or not? It's probably heavier on the being alone with God and connecting with others in a fellowship type environment. Okay. So there's, you know, gathering at the table to eat for sure. Uh, It's about a 20, 30 minute video, time for prayer, sharing, going from there. And then it's alone, you know, alone time. And then in the afternoon, there's a group of people, they go hiking, you know, wanting to be out in nature because it's in Hocking Hills. And I intentionally do not bring appropriate clothes to hike because I don't want to exert any additional (laughs) energy than what I already do on a, you know, any given basis. So, gosh, I watched a movie. I took a nap. Um, Just resting and being. And just like you said, for the silent retreat where you indicated to the women, just sleep if you need to. Yeah. You so needed it. true. So true. And I don't think we should feel guilty about that. Heavens no. When you go on a retreat, it's about taking care of yourself. And so I highly recommend it. If right. anybody wants to know places to go, we got them. Right. <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm ready to go again. <laughs> yeah, I am too. Now that I've had a little snippet of it. So I can't wait till Friday night because then I'll be able to do it again, you know, in my own house. Right. But be able to just have some quiet. And it's interesting because... Before it used to be wanting to get away from the daily grind of the household, the chores, the kids, the this, the this, the have tos. But now it's kind of turned into, I just want alone time with the Lord. Exactly. That's what I'm loving. Yeah. You know, the Sabbath was created, you know, so that we could enjoy rest. Right. And we don't take that rest. Even going out and doing errands and going shopping, it's tiring. Right. But just sitting and being restful with him, it's fantastic. I highly recommend it. Y'all have to do it this week and let us know. Morning at gmail.com. That's right. All right. We'd love to hear from you guys. Go ahead and shoot us an email if you get a chance. We'd love to find out how you refresh and recharge. I really don't think that there's any other way except just taking quiet time with the Lord. And I highly recommend you do it. I've said to my friends before, at first, it's going to be so tough. You're going to want noise. You're going to want all that stuff rebuke it and just dig in because it's so much better on the other side with all the quiet. I love it. All right. Well, until next week, until we get back together again, adios, Nicole. Adios. (laughs) I'm more of bye. Bye. The Shine FM Podcast Network.